0: The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg, entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I can't wait to introduce you, although you certainly know her, to the one and only Joy Behar, who is a mainstay on television's most popular daytime show, The View. And imagine, Joy has been doing this show for years and years. I still remember when Barbara Walters was looking for this idea that she had developed and suddenly The View was born. And how many years is it, Joy? Um, um, 26. And
1: you've been 26 on- years. Was, well, we started in 1997. Hmm. And I, if, I, if my math is correct, I think it's 26 years. I was off the show
0: for two years and then came back. And did you miss it when you were off? There's a lot of strain to doing a daytime show every day.
1: Yeah, it was actually a relief for me because I didn't really like where the show was at at that moment. And so I was happy to lead. And then it, it, it opened up, um, you know, more things for me. I, I wrote a one person show It was called me, my mouth and I, where I talked about my life and I did other stuff too. So it actually was a, Two years of creativity and then they came back and said, Would you come back? And, and did, first I said, Well they said, You just have to uh, come back on Friday, you can moderate on Friday what he takes that day off. So I said, Okay, I'll do that. And then the next thing you know, I'm on there five days a week again.
0: You know, right.
1: it's like it's like uh, it's like Al Pacino in that movie. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in.
0: Right. It's like, like the man who came to dinner, you know. <laughs> You, <laughs>
1: and they, he slips again and comes right back, yeah, yeah it's
0: and then right he's there, but it it uh-huh. really is it's an interesting journey, and everyone I think I always feel like everyone knows the story, but when you were coming of age, you were doing some stand up later, but you i yeah. don't think envisioned yourself as the queen of daytime television. <laughs> no. I don't know if I'm the queen, but uh, you know, I I, I
1: visioned that I would be on television for this, this number of years. I mean, it's been a it's a long haul, but I do I do believe in longevity in the in the business, you know, because that seems to be the key to the whole st- uh, story. Is to like you, you've been on what
0: since the Punic Wars, Joan? How yeah. many years now? Oh my gosh, I, it's forever. <laughs> it's over forty some odd years, right? Yeah, and it's I was a lot of years. Right, just doing it like I, you know, when they said, Oh, you've got to do radio. I said, I'm not doing radio, you know, what's the big deal? And uh-huh. I did it on a Sunday, the, a trial yeah. show, but not for what? We had no idea. And then, you know, I have this huge family, and they all wrote in. It was the best radio they ever heard. I didn't mention it was <laughs> Cousin Gladys and Seal, the whole crew. And the yeah, program director said, Oh, we never got a response like that to Sunday Show. I was going to say you should have my family. You'd get a response. So, oh my God! It's like it's like but the people who have a book ad and just go
1: send everybody out to buy the books at Barnes and Noble and other places, and then they have they on
0: the seller list. Right, that's the old trick, you know. And but right. they know what Barnes and Nobles to go to because not every one of them are in the count. So oh, I didn't know that. So they go oh, to the really right to ones. Tricky. And uh-huh. they get their books. But you've written a lot of books on your journey, too. Yes, I have. you have. You're still writing. Yeah. So when you were growing up, what, did you want to be a writer? What, what was your fantasy?
1: Well, I always, no, I wanted to make people laugh my whole childhood. I was in the business of making my family laugh. I had a built-in audience in the tenements I lived in because my uncles and aunts who were all single for a long time were downstairs, and I would just go there and make them laugh, you know, and try to make my mother laugh. And, you know, I I just was doing that all the time. I would get in trouble, too. I just, you know, I, 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 a lot of times I was too talkative in school, you know, and, trying to be funny and then I would never be, I'd be, they'd tell me I couldn't be on the honor roll. I couldn't be on the aristocrat because I talked too much, which, I, which I resent to this day. To <laughs> this day I resent
0: it. <laughs> no, but you had once said that in your neighborhood, which was, you know, a, a good neighborhood, but a little rough and tough, especially with the kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that you were regarded, not always in a positive way as a princess. And you, Was it because your mother gave you such gorgeous clothes or was it an attitude?
1: Well, when I was, girls from other neighborhoods would come around and pick fights with me. And I never could understand why they did that because I didn't even know these girls. They seemed to have heard of me somehow. It was an amazing thing. I mean, I was just living my life being whoever I was. And these girls would come and start fights with me. And, um, and it was always like an enigma. It was like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Just odd that, that they would pick on me.
0: Right, out of all so, the kids in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, right. My girlfriends were not picked on, just me. And mm. I did not get it. So years later, a therapist said to me, well, I guess they could smell the princess in you.
0: Isn't that And funny? I thought,
1: what are they talking about? You know, I live in a tenement. I don't live in a castle, you mm. know? I, I don't have a uh, coming out parties like they do in, in some places. Right. Um, you know, my father was a gambler and, you know, we never had money. We didn't even have a car. He was a truck driver. My mother was a sewing machine operator. That, that's, that was my background. How could you call me a princess? But then as I delved into it a little bit deeper, I realized what they were smelling. They were smelling a girl who was, uh, even though we didn't have any money, I was treated like a princess. I mm-hmm. had the best clothes. I was taken to the theater. I was taking lessons, ballet lessons at Carnegie Hall with Mister with Shimoto, a Japanese wow. um, ballet dancer. I went to the junior dramatic workshop and studied acting where Mar- Marlon Brando had been. And, and I was treated like a princess as if we had money. So I I didn't get it. But other people, I guess, picked it up. They didn't like the way I dressed. I would wear Bermuda shorts in the neighborhood. You don't wear Bermuda shorts in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, back in the day. Now Williamsburg, Brooklyn is very, very trendy. It's a whole other world there. But when I was growing up there, it was not like that. So I had a hard time as a kid because of that. But it all came clear in my therapist's office many years
0: later. (laughs) Right, and you survived it. And I think part of the secret is when you have tough beginnings is a mother and you had a mother who no matter what you did you were perfect. Well my mother my mother was the queen of unconditional of unconditional love.
1: She found nothing wrong with me. If I played hooky from school and I'd be in my room with my girlfriends and we we just would not go to school, she would come in with cookies. And say, oh, have some cookies." I mean, she just, <laughs> she she never blames me for anything that I did. So, you know, what can I tell you? When you have a mother like that, you just are a princess, I guess. You know what they say, Joan? I'm listening. Uh, if you
0: have a good mother, you've won the lottery. Yeah, well, you know, you and I believe that we both came from mothers who you're right who said you can do no wrong. You know? Yeah. And by the way, uh, Sarah Ferguson, I'm in my studio, just walked into my studio, heard your dulcet tones. And crashed and (laughs) crashed the radio show saying she's my friend.
2: I love her. But I know you're Joan's best friend. But I just adore you, Joy. And thank you for yesterday. And also love the fact that you mentioned queen and princesses and you've got an old duchess here.
0: Th- that's right. I we- know. Uh, well, you're perfect for this
1: conversation, um, Sarah, because you I don't know what your background was before you became a royal. Were, were you uh, a... Girl or not?
2: No, no, I was with, 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 with a bath out of red curls. You were almost thrown out of school all the time and always forgot the wrong jersey on the day of the school photograph, you know, all that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I loved your mother bringing cookies to you when you were, <laughs> yeah, when you were ill. It's true. Yeah, I always, well, was... listen,
1: this is how spoiled I was. You know, I said before that there were aunts and uncles who lived on the third floor, and we lived on the fifth floor. So, <laughs> I was so spoiled that they had, my aunts and uncles had a party for my Lana Turner doll. For the duck, okay? I now, did. that is spoiled.
0: Joy, tell Sarah <laughs> that you, and you, of course, you never went to things like camp or anything. But closest, no, they uh, didn't
1: believe in camp.
0: But explain where your parents would take you, like a vacation or... We're going here. It's better the other kids don't have this when they would take you to the local cemetery.
1: Oh, I used to go to this. Oh, Sarah, you'll love this. They used to take me to the cemetery to visit my grandparents. And they would pass it, they would pass it off as a vacation. It's like, okay, let's go visit Grandma and Grandpa. I'd say, listen, they're dead. I know they're dead. I went to the wake. And they said, oh, be quiet and let's go. And, and we'd go to the cemetery. My aunts would bring veal and pepper sandwiches. We'd sit in the cemetery and have a picture. It was bizarre. I have photographs to prove what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but have you, have you always
2: been as funny and quick as as you are? You're very funny. I guess
1: I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, she's funny. When, they, when you're them. allowed to. This- You know what, uh, Sarah, when you're allowed to say anything you want, no one tells you to shut up, you you get kind of to be like me. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if that's good or bad. I'm getting into trouble on my show almost every day now. Every day it says we're working at a minefield over here. You know, it just gets into trouble because of my mouth. (laughs) And I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. The others, too.
0: But you can't control your mouth, which is good. I can, though. I, I can control it. You know, but Sarah, it was so delightful to have you here. You're such a great guest.
1: And, you know, she's a great girl, Sarah. We're fun and funny and I meant to get your your cell phone number because we might be able to get together sometime. You're that kind of person. I want to hang out with you.
2: Yeah, well, as soon as I left, I was going to run back, but I saw you putting your slippers on and thought, no, better not. But I wanted to run back and say, why don't we just go out and have a drink
1: and have lunch or have fun? I'd love to. I know. Well, we should have yesterday, but you ran out. You'll do it next like, time. I could, I had a, yeah, next time we'll do that for sure.
2: I'll track you down, John, Joy. Yes, Joy. John.
0: We'll take we'll take Sarah to one of our haunts in New okay, York. Okay. We'll do that. We'll show her a different New York. Have you two known each other for years? Uh, I really don't know. Um, what? Well,
1: tell them tell her what happened. How you knew about me, John?
0: Well, Joy was <laughs> a host on another radio show opposite mine. And I used to drive up to Providence, Rhode Island, because my kids were at a school called Brown University. And I would get in the car, and all the way up, I'd hear this annoying woman. And it made me so mad. Wait, was
1: I really annoying, or were you annoyed by me because I was your competition?
0: I was annoyed by you because you were my competition, and you did seem... Sensitive to the fact that you were my competition. (laughs) It was very irritating. And she would be this voice all the way up to Rhode Island. And then, ironically, I forget, we were doing some TV show, and we sort of bumped into each other. And I don't know what happened. We had similar dispositions. And well,
1: Joan and I were fast friends as soon as we realized that we were not competitive mm-hmm. with each other because I got fired from the radio show. And so that's another story. But,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I know, and I I really was... didn't want to feel happy because I liked her by now. Yeah. <laughs> but you but Joan,
1: Joan is a very generous person. And when I go out to the Hamptons... Introduced me to people like El Doctoro, you know, the great writer, and other people like that, and that's how I you know, started to make friends in the Hamptons. It's because of John. So, oh, that's right. Come kind. out to the Hamptons, Sarah. <laughs>
0: She's got her own Hamptons in
1: London. <laughs> I know that's true. But, no, but, but I want to I want to see you when I come to London. I'm going to call you. Leave your phone
0: number with Joan. I will. I'll okay, leave it with Joan. We'll John. do it. But All right, Joycey, We're coron- going to let you go.
2: Coronation chicken sandwiches. I'll have them ready. Oh, we love that.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, we'll okay. go to the cemetery in London. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Bye bye. Right, take care, Joy. Bye bye. That was Joy Behar of the View, and. That's Sarah Ferguson, who is a fascinating woman. I've always been interested in Sarah. She is brave. She's funny. She's a chance taker. And she's the ultimate survivor. And that's a gift. And she has wonderful kids and is loyal to those who surround her, no matter what. So you're going to hear much more about her after this. I'm Joan Hamburg.